Welcome to the Travel Squad Podcast, where adventure meets inspiration. We're your hosts. I'm Brittany. I'm Kim. And I'm Jamal. Together, we explore international destinations, hike epic national parks, and share unforgettable travel experiences with you, one passport stamp at a time. Our mission is to inspire you to travel by showing you how you can make it work no matter your budget, schedule, or experience level. We bring you along so that you can laugh, get excited, and start planning your own trip. So grab your ticket and your passport. And don't forget your travel insurance. And get ready to embark on a new adventure with us around the globe. Hello, fellow travelers. Hey, squaddies. Welcome to this week's episode of the Travel Squad Podcast. Today, we are breaking down the massive South by Southwest event in Austin, Texas. South by Southwest is a 10-day-long festival, and it's right up Kim's alley, so I can't wait to hear all the tips that she has to share with you, because she went last year. South by Southwest, or South by, as I come to find out that it's Mm -hmm. called for slang, is almost comparable to what Comic-Con is here in San Diego. And we're going to delve more into the specifics of the event later, but it's an annual conglomeration of parallel film, interactive media, music festivals, and conferences organized jointly to take place mid-March in Austin, Texas. I have a question for you two before we get into the details here. How much do you two travel for events? Not very much at all. The only thing that we've ever really traveled for event-wise is going to be Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. When you went to that amusement park in Ohio, there was some type of a food festival going on there, right? Did you know that? Did you plan your trip around that or it just happened to be? So the one that we went to in Ohio, Cedar Point, they did not have the food festival. It was when we went to Williamsburg, Virginia, and we went to Bush Gardens. They happened to be oh, having yes. their food fest. And we did not know that that was going to be the case when we went there. But their food fest was pretty good. We also went to Epcot at Disney World, and they were doing a festival too. It was called like the Festival of Arts. Do you remember that? I remember they were also kind of having a little bit of the food festival when we were there, too. I don't know if that was the name that it was under, but it just happened to be all of those times happenstance, never really going out of our way to go to it because it was a festival. I see. So I think this type of travel where you go to a destination during a time they're having a big event is so much fun. New Orleans and Mardi Gras is a perfect example of this. I was just in the Gulf Shores of Alabama. They were having Mardi Gras parades at that time too. It just livens the city up so much more. And yes, there's going to be more tourists, but you get to see the cultural side of the city as well. So I'm a big fan of traveling to different destinations when they're having events. I live in Austin, Texas now, and I went to South by Southwest last year and I pressured you two for us to do this episode because it is such a cool event. And I know you described it a little bit about media, film, music, conferences. That does not do it justice. You really have to experience it to understand what it is. It's one of the most unique events, I think, that exist out there. And it's just such a good time. So I'll try to explain better what it is because I think there's a lot of confusion around it. Do you need a pass? Can you go to events for free? And you said Comic-Con, right? Very good analogy there. It's similar in the sense that it's a multi-day festival. It's an expensive pass to go. But across the city, there are free events, not necessarily affiliated officially with the conference, but tons of stuff that you can do for free at Comic-Con. Same thing with South by Southwest. And I'm going to give you the details on the free stuff to do. 
So before you dive in to the actual festival, give us the tips, Kim. Got to start with the tip. So number one tip, do not plan to drive and park. It is very busy in central Austin during this time. Don't even fuss around with parking. You'll want to wear comfy shoes because you're going to be doing a lot of walking and standing. There will be lines and the event is spread out across the city. And so you'll be transitioning from place to place throughout the days. Another good tip is weather. It is truly unpredictable weather-wise in Austin during March. Last year, the first weekend, it was sunny. It was warm. I wore a skirt. I wore a tank top. The second weekend, it was cold and rainy. I wore jeans, boots, a jacket, and it was cold. So plan for everything. And just know when you look at the weather report here, it can change on a dime. They're not good about predicting the weather here in Austin outside of the summer when it's hot every single day. So pack for any type of weather. I think that's a really good tip, Kim, because, you know, we've been to Austin several times just for pleasure, of course, to visit you also. And one time, Brittany and I were there during the summer and it was 90 plus degrees. All of a sudden, late afternoon hit and a random thunderstorm came on mm -hmm. through. Super hard rain. It brought the temperature down to like 60 degrees. I didn't even have a jacket on me. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> so unpredictable weather in Austin. And the last tip is to go to events early. You're going to want to get in line for the popular events before the event even starts because if you don't have a pass, they prioritize two lines. One is the pass line. Those people get in first. The non-pass lines, there will be a longer line, of course. So get there early, get in line. The other reason you want to get there early is because for these events, most of them do have free food and drinks, but it will run out. So for example, I went to an event last year that was at a music venue. It was going to have an open bar. Hattie B's was actually the sponsor and they were giving out free chicken and really great meals. And so we got in line early. We got there. The open bar ran out in like 30 minutes. Wow. And so if you weren't there early, you don't get open bar. Well, it wasn't a very good open bar if they're out of booze in 30 minutes. They need to keep that stock. <laughs> I know, right? Just joking. <laughs> a lot of the events do have a limit when they're out of, of something, they're out of something. So go early to make sure you get the full experience. So one thing that you said was the way that Jamal described it doesn't do it justice. So dive in to more of what it is. How long is it? Is it a festival? Is it a conference? Is it both? The music <laughs> element? Are there performances? What are we seeing while we're at South by Southwest? It is all of the above. It's a 10-day festival slash conference even though I don't think that description even does it justice. It's 10 days, like Jamal said, middle of March, and it takes over the entire central area of the city. So it will bring together, for the official events, there's music performances, bands, singers. There are live comedy shows. There are film premieres and film directors and producers coming together. A lot of the events, too, have speakers and talks. That's the conference aspect of things. Almost every event has a schedule of different speakers, and each of the events will be on different things. So one might be on food sustainability. One might be AI and education. One might be tech and VC funding. And it, it's just on every span of topics. They bring in experts from around the world. They have these talks. And then they'll have live music at some of the events. It depends on the event, what you're going to get. 
but it's really a bringing together of people who are interested in different things. And then they entertain you with, with the music, the, the film, the comedy, free food, free mm-hmm. drinks. It's really, really cool. It's huge for tech and entrepreneurs. Education is huge, but really every single industry. And also it brings together other countries. So like the Tourism Board of Ireland is doing events this year. And, and that's really, really common to have different countries come in, like music groups from different countries promoting tourism there. They'll do a lot of launch parties for different brands that are launching. Like I mentioned Hattie B sponsored last year. They're coming to Austin. So they were getting the city hyped up for their new arrival, which still has not opened. I know last time we were in Austin, we were like, let's go to Hattie B's. It should be open based off of what they said. And then come to find out it was not open. And that was a very big buzzkill. Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, squaddies. Let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We just launched several new international trip itineraries, including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as national park trip itineraries, including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone. These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you, so all you have to do is download, book, show up, and have fun. The itineraries tell you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so much more. Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today. So I do have a question for you, Kim. Because it does take over a lot of the city and downtown Austin is kind of big, is there transportation between like events or areas? It depends. So it's at the conference center, which is downtown, but it's not just there. It takes over the whole city. So brands and different events will take over a hotel or a bar or a lot or whatever, and they'll have their event there. And so it's spread out all around downtown, South Congress, East Side. That's pretty much where it says West Side of downtown as well. It can go a little bit farther. And for those events that are a little bit farther out, usually they'll have a bus that goes from downtown near the conference center to that event. There was one pretty deep South Austin kind of by me last year, and there was a bus that would take you there. But Outside of that, you're walking around a lot. There's a lot of scooters around town that you could rent and get to the next place, but not a lot of transportation within this central city. And is there like a calendar with all of the events? Because I imagine some of the events don't run every single day, but maybe just like a few days of the the time that the festival is going on. It's kind of yes, kind of no. So how you can find out about the events 
Obviously, the South by Southwest website is going to list all of the affiliated conference events. Many of those you do have to have a pass to go to. But if you want to know about the hundreds of free events over the course of the 10 days, there is one place I highly recommend you go to, and that is the Dirty Team on Instagram. They are affiliated with a very well-known Austin profile called When, Where, What. They post everything to do in Austin. And so the Dirty Team is a branch off of that. They have a page on their website that you can log into and they list every single event as they come up and as they're announced and how you can RSVP for those events because that's also very important. You need to RSVP and get a ticket to the event and do that early because the RSVPs will also be capped out at a certain point. And are you planning on going this year? Of course. I cannot wait. I am just hyped up on it. I'm so excited. This year it goes March 8th through March 16th. And I pulled a couple of events off of the Dirty Teams listing that I'm really interested in going to and that I have RSVP'd for. So I'll list out a couple of those. But before you get into that, Kim, I have a quick question. So I know earlier we touched upon how there is a bracelet or your ticket for the events and some stuff are free and you're about to get into what's free. But what would somebody want to get the paid bracelet for to go to the events? Like, what's the difference between paid events and non-paid events? Like, what's something that's paid that's like, yes, we need to go to because it's paid? That's a great question. As far as the free events go, you can have so much fun and do so much without the pass. If you were to get the pass, they range from a couple hundred dollars, depending on if you get an all access or you're just focused on music, comedy or film. And the reason you would want the pass is because there are a ton more events. So if you're going to come for the whole 10 days, you're morning, noon and night going to events. And so they'll have those focus pieces. If you just want to go to music, then you hit all the music. If you just want to go to education, you're hitting all the education events that are included. A lot of those events have bigger perks too, like meals, more free drinks. So you get more with it. And if you're going to go all 10 days, the pass is really worth it. The other thing is you get bumped to the front of the line. So prioritized. If an event goes to capacity, they're going to let the pass people in, not the non-pass people. That makes sense. A couple of 2024 events that I have on my radar. The Lynx South by Southwest launch party. They're going to be demoing their new product. There's free drinks, free snacks, live music. The Network and Nail at LaCour. They are giving free gel manis and petties and networking. There's going to be talks about influencer marketing. So if you're an influencer trying to grow your career as a creator, this is a great event for you to go and market and get a free mani-pedi. Glow Facials is doing a free event on March 9th at Garage Bar. They're giving free facials. That's one you want to go early in RSVP for. I mean, you basically, you're going to get glammed up during this whole thing, it sounds like. Free manis and petties and facials. Oh my gosh, yes. And there's so much free swag too. Last year, the Amazon Prime, they took over the whole Hotel San Jose where Joe's Coffee is on South Congress. And they gave out nail polish and roses and tons of free food, free drinks. There was live music going on. Really good time. A couple others, Euro Tech House. That's on March 9th through 11th. They're doing VR experiences, free snacks, live talks on like food waste and sustainability. Rolling Stones, Future of Music is going to be having free concerts for four nights at the ACL Live at Moody Center. It's a huge concert venue. 
that last year I actually watched a live game of the Austin FC. They were playing it on a huge screen there and they had free tacos, chips, drinks. It was fantastic. And then I mentioned other countries, right? So music from Ireland is doing an event this year. They're going to have live music, Breakfast Bloody Marys. There's an event at Bangers on Rainy Street called Brand Storytelling that I'm very interested in going just for my career-wise. All-day networking, fireside chats, different happy hours. And that's a good time to mention the happy hours. Some of them have free drinks the whole time. You go in, you get drink tickets, or there's just a bar and you get drinks. Some of them have scheduled happy hour sessions. So there might be talks for a few hours and then a happy hour. Or then they bring out food during this hour. So pay attention to the events that you're signing up for. The ultimate high ground is taking over the South Congress Hotel. The event ends with cocktails and hors d'oeuvres. So if you want to go for that portion of it, time it right. All things food at Bar Mansion. All day long, they're doing free breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, and drinks. Ooh, I'd be all so about that. If you're hungry, go. Yes, go to that one. And then they're doing talks, of course, at that one too. And then the last one I'll mention is Marshall Funhouse at Parish. It's a live music venue for three days straight. They have free live music all day long. And that's only a tiny sampling of the events that have already been announced that you do not need a pass to go to. Oh, and that's crazy that everything that you just mentioned is free without having to have the pass. And I know I asked the question of, well, what does the pass give you? And then if you can imagine this is what's free, what great stuff do you think you would get for the pass? And let alone, you don't need to do the full thing, but just section it off, like you said, whether it be music, tech, food, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like a great event all around. It's such a good time. And I really think that if you're going to come to Austin, it's a great time to do it because the community is so alive. There's people everywhere. Everyone's talking to each other. You'll see a ton of people that have indulged a little too much at some of the events. It's just a really, really good time. And the events are set up for networking. So you go to these events and you're talking to people you know, there's businesses that get funding or that form partnerships at these events. So if you do have a goal in mind for a business or a band or a film, it's a really great place to be and it can really help propel the projects that you're working on. So as far as sources of information, you know, last year when this event came around, I had so many conversations with people around what is South by Southwest? Is it free? Can you go? There's so much confusion around it. So I hope that this episode is helping people that maybe were confused. A couple of other resources. I mentioned the Dirty Team. It's affiliated with When, Where, What, which is another great account. I would also recommend just searching through Eventbrite. Most of the events that you'll need to RSVP for are listed on Eventbrite. So you can tag Austin, the days that you want to go, and change the pricing to free. And you can see all the events that are happening and get your RSVPs in. And then a couple of influencers that typically share what's going on in Austin, but they'll be really busy during South by Southwest. A Taste of Coco is one of them, and 512 Bites is another one. So especially 512 Bites, she's going to be talking about all the free food and drink events. Nice. If you are coming to Austin during this time, you are going to need a place to stay, especially if you're doing the full 10 days. And if you are doing the full 10 days, Godspeed, because it's exhausting but you're going to have a great time. So where I would recommend you stay is somewhere downtown or maybe on the east side or South Congress area, South First, somewhere more central so that you don't have to travel very far. Those are the areas where a lot of the action will be. So those are great bets. Book early 
I mean, there's tons of people that come into town for this event. So book as early as you possibly can. If you do have to stay farther out, it's fine. You'll just want to Uber in and then plan to stay most of the day. It's also important to book early because a lot of the events take place at hotels. So the hotel could be completely booked out from this event. They don't even have rooms available. Or there's events happening this year. I've seen the Thompson Hotel is one of those. So if you can get a room at the Thompson, that would be a hot spot. There'd be a ton of action there and a really fun place to stay during that time. So for a local going like you, obviously you're not going to go try to park downtown. So are you just Ubering into the event? 100%. Last year I went both Saturdays and then one of the Sundays we went to the east side for brunch. And it's it's okay to drive in that area. We were a little farther east in the east side. And so the events kind of trickled off at that point. Parking's fine there. But after that brunch, we decided we would want to go to Rainy Street because there was a Yellowstone pop-up at one of the bars. It was a Yellowstone speakeasy and I really wanted to go to it, but we could not find parking anywhere near Rainy Street. We circled for like 30 minutes, couldn't find anything. So we gave up. Well, rainy is hard enough as it is to find parking, let alone during an event like that. I feel like, of course, you're going to be out of luck. But, you know, Brittany has a good question as a local. Now, you mentioned great places to stay, particularly downtown, because that's pretty much where everything's centered, even though it's spread out. But one thing I noticed last time that we were in Austin visiting you, Kim, is that Austin is still a big city with scooters going on. You know, the bird scooters, lift scooters, all that stuff. So is it recommended potentially if you want to stay close to downtown, but out of downtown in a hotel and be easy to get in there with, you know, scooters? Is that something someone could do to save a little bit of money and not have to be so congested downtown with everybody just on the outskirts and catch scooters in? Yes. If you're staying like South Fur, South Congress, East Side, scooters would be fine. And when you're going from event to event, because there might be a really cool event on West Side of downtown. And then another one after that on the east side, that's a pretty long distance. So a scooter would really come in handy there and you don't have to Uber. If you are renting a scooter for the first time, you do need a driver's license. And of course, you need the app on your smartphone in order to rent that. Pedicabs are also really, really popular. As your feet get tired, there's tons of pedicabs that are driving around that central Austin area. So you can hop on one of those. And then there's always Uber Lyft. There's also a new company I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but there's a couple of new companies that are doing driverless vehicles. They're like Uber without a driver. It's a robot car. So I'm sure we're going to see some of that stuff. Do any of the streets shut down completely and just are pedestrian only during this time? I didn't see anything like that last year. But what you do see that's pretty funny is the activations that are happening, sometimes they will happen in vehicles. So they'll be like a a bus with a live band on top of it driving around town. Or last year, Amazon was promoting a new movie or show that they had come out with a really giant man. Forgot what the name of it was, but this giant man was in a convertible top car driving around town. So that's kind of cool. For events too, I'll recommend keep paying attention because events get announced last minute and ad hoc throughout the event. Not all of the events happen every single day. Some of them are just one day. Some of them span a couple days. Some of them last a little bit longer. Some of them are there on weekend one, but not weekend two. And then a lot of them get announced as the event is going on. And so keep looking at the dirty team. Keep looking at Eventbrite. New stuff is popping up constantly. Oh, one other thing I want to say before we get into some of the questions of the week. 
There is one way you can earn free passes, and that is by volunteering with South by Southwest. If you volunteer a certain amount of hours, it varies based on which type of a pass you're looking for, but a safe bet is about 40 hours of volunteer work. You can get a free paid pass to South by Southwest, which is really, really cool. Usually they start calling for volunteers around mid to late January. So you might be a little late this year. You might still be able to get in, but definitely if you're planning to go in future years, keep an eye out for the call for volunteers and you can earn your way into all of the events. And when you volunteer, are you volunteering in mid, late January and February? Or are you volunteering at the actual event or both? It's typically going to be during the event and you can choose your volunteer time slots. Again, you want to pick those early so that you have more options to choose from, but you can kind of time it out and do a couple back to back or spread them out throughout the event. I think that's a really good tip that you have there, Kim, is to volunteer because one, it's, I guess it's a way to get involved and be part of the event itself, of course. But yeah, if you really don't want to pay the 300 to 600 depending on, and you have your eye on one particular event or something you want to do, yeah, you may be like working it and volunteering, but you can get into that for free if you happen to sign up early enough and just get that slot. So I think that's a really good idea. Definitely. All right. Shall we jump into questions of the week? Let's do it. First question coming in is asking, should you call it South by or South by Southwest? Jamal, you talked on this a little bit in the beginning and everyone here in Austin calls it South by. I feel kind of silly saying that like South by, but (laughs) you could say that or you could say South by Southwest. Just don't say SXSW. Why? Why can't you say that? I mean, you can, but nobody does. Well, it that's is an acronym. The, that, yeah, that's the acronym abbreviation for it. But yeah, it's South by Southwest or South by. But you're saying South by is how the locals call it just because they don't want to say the full thing. I guess so. Yes, they cut it off. But yeah, South by if you want to be a cool kid. <laughs> With it being such a big event taking over the whole city, one of the questions we got was, how do the locals feel about this event? That's a great question because Austin has opinions about people coming to Austin. But what I hear most is that it's changed a lot, that it used to be everything was free or they used to have up and coming bands there more often or it used to be lower priced. So, you know, we hear a little bit about that and how it's changed and got more commercial and attracted a lot more people to the city for it. Locals love the free events, though. You'll see a ton of locals out at these events. It's a huge party with tons of cool people and initiatives to connect over. And Austin is so community-based that this is a total Austin event. I don't think it could really exist like this anywhere else. So the locals definitely are part of the culture of South By. And then I think some of the other complaints really are about the traffic. And I noticed that last year, some businesses actually closed down for a couple of days after the event because they're just inundated with people and they're really busy and they're overrun. And so after the event, they need a chill period to kind of collect themselves. Yeah, it's one of those things, Kim, you know, as you're describing how the locals feel about it. And I can relate living here in San Diego, right? Because when Comic-Con comes in, and I know you felt this when you lived here too, It's one of those things that if you are downtown, it just creates a whole mess. 
But at the same time, it's a lively event that brings everybody to your city. It's good for the economy. It gives your city recognition. So it's one of those double-edged swords. But I can see how you're saying locals feel like it's changed. But with anything, as it gets bigger, of course, it's really going to change, right? So Definitely. But at the same time, it seems like a fun event all around. And I'm very intrigued for next year to potentially make it out. Because if you're talking all this free food, free drinks, events, movies, I love movies. This seems like it could be something right up my alley too. But we had one last question of the week come in. It came in anonymously from a squatty, but this squatty knows us because they're asking, <laughs> what's the bathroom situation like at the festival? Oh, that's such a good question. And typically when you hear festival bathroom, you are very scared and there's porter potties and it's just a total mess. This isn't your typical festival because there isn't a festival grounds. It's at bars, restaurants, venues, and the events that are more out in the public, I think they do have, for those events, they either have porter potties or those trailer type bathrooms that you go into. But all of the other events that are actually at a venue, you have the bathroom there and that's where you'll use the bathroom. So even though you're walking from event to event, for the most part, you'll be at a venue for an event. So even like for the concerts as a good example, because I know you mentioned there's a lot of like artists or live bands. Are those live bands in bars or are there concert venues? And because it's a concert venue and not really like an outdoor venue, of course, there's restrooms there then. Yep, that's exactly right. Most of the live music will be at bars, restaurants, venues. Sounds like a good time. I love it. It's a good really cool. Situation. <laughs> yes, rest assured you will be taken care of in the bathroom department. And the other cool thing, my final word here, because it is bringing together such influential people or announcing films, there's a ton of celebrities in town. So you may even get a little bonus celebrity sighting. Nice. Who doesn't like that? Although I don't know what any celebrities look like, so I wouldn't know. Matthew McConaughey, he's running this town. Oh, Matthew McConaughey, Mr. Texas himself. Who doesn't know Matthew McConaughey, though? Brittany may not be I do, I do too up. Uh, I know, that's what I was going to say. Brittany may not be too up on pop culture, but I know she knows who <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is. Definitely. Well, I hope that this episode was helpful for you, squatties. I hope you enjoyed it. I really encourage you to come out here. Let me know if you do come out for South by. I'd love to meet up. Make sure to keep the adventures going with us by following us on Instagram, YouTube, all the socials at Travel Squad Podcast, and send us in your questions of the week. If you found the information in this episode to be useful, or if you thought we were just plain funny, please be sure to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. And as always, guys, please subscribe, rate and review our podcast, and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you. Bye, Bye, Bye squaddies. Squaddies.